Hey there, it's Therapist Tierra, and I hope you had a good President's Day last week. You know what? There are so many people who were emotionally hurt by family members who were fixtures in the church. Whether it was the head usher, missionary, deacon, pastor, or even weekly pew sitter. Sometimes these fixtures in the church may have played a role in the core reason some individuals make the decision to not attend church today. You know what? It's also played a role in why some people also give God the silent treatment. Y'all, today we are going to focus on that silent treatment piece, okay? <laughs> you know what? Our perception of someone will have us giving the silent treatment to somebody without having a whole conversation with them. Our perception of someone will have us holding a grudge or judging someone, all while missing out on getting to know the best part of who they are. I've found that even in my own life, there have been seasons of which I was mad at God myself. And the reality of it is that I wasn't mad at God at all. I was angry with the person who was supposed to be representing him. Y'all, let's talk. Let me tell you, let me tell you, one of the most important parts about breaking a negative generational pattern is by just taking a moment to sit your behind down and doing a self-evaluation. Now, I always recommend doing an evaluation under the care of a licensed professional or even a resident in counseling. It's something about sitting down and processing that has you like, wait a minute, there's something fishy in this family. <laughs> you know what? When you're looking at those generational patterns, it's in the self-evaluation that you begin to identify how you're responding to situations or responding to behavioral responses from the matriarchs and the patriarchs of the family that have established the generational patterns. In the same manner, you know, doing things within the family that have been done for years, you know, can become a cycle, can become routine, can become the norm. But in doing a self-evaluation, you might find, you know what, I've been bucking the process for a long time and then submitting. So let me share this with you. Some years ago, I remember being in this class where this professor was sharing about this client that he had. This client grew up in a church, a church family, and there had been an, a, a major argument with the matriarch of the family, if I remember correctly. This client stopped going to church, stopped praying, stopped any activity in the spiritual, prayer, religious, anything realm was like complete silence spiritually. The professor went on to share that the reason that she was in his office was because she was trying to piece together her feelings towards God. After a couple of months of therapy, the woman was able to identify the root of her anger and resentment. It wasn't towards God at all, y'all. It was towards the matriarch of the family who had frequently added spiritual rules such as you can't enter this church unless you're wearing a skirt or a dress. Y'all, the matriarch would also make the client feel as if she was less connected with God if she wore makeup and anything to pretty herself up. And if I remember correctly, this client was like a girly girl. 
You know what? The woman couldn't take it anymore. She took a stance. She said, you know what? I'm done. You can keep your God and just move on with her life. But as the years or months or, you know, days progressed, she felt incomplete since she wasn't going to church anymore. This woman disconnected from God because of something the matriarch of the family said and, and how the matriarch was acting. But her response was directed towards God. I recently read this quote that said, seeing unhealthy patterns in your family and deciding that those patterns end with you and will not be passed down to future generations is an extremely brave and powerful decision, unquote. Hear me when I tell you, it's brave. <laughs> you may say to yourself, what's the harm in that client wearing a skirt to church or wearing makeup? What's, what's the harm in her just following the status quo of the matriarch? Well, think about it like this. Will my clothes get me into heaven? Or will my heart? Y'all, it's something about understanding the character of God versus understanding the character of God through the lens of your grandmama or your or your mom or your dad or your grandfather, you know? In Jeremiah 17. 9 through 10, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Let me tell you something. What this scripture does not say is that God searches your closet for your Jordans or your coach bag, or is checking your skirt at the door when you go to church. Nope, God is not saying that. The scripture is not saying that. It's the heart that he's focused on. You know, one of the things that I love about therapy is that you're given the opportunity to separate the representative from the real person. Y'all, the representative will always put on a show. (laughs) And in this instance, my professor was able to separate or help the client separate the behaviors and generational perspectives of the matriarch from that of God's genuine heart for his people. Generational patterns have the power to prevent progression in a whole family. I recently read a quote by Booker T. Washington, one of the most influential African-American intellectuals in the late 19th century. He said, and I quote, a lie doesn't become truth, wrong doesn't become right, and evil doesn't become good just because it's accepted by the majority, unquote. Y'all, let me read that again. A lie doesn't become truth, wrong doesn't become right and evil doesn't become good just because it's accepted by the majority y'all this would preach 
I want to give you an example of how the majority within a family setting can have toxic consequences to one individual within the family who knows that something isn't right. That person or that one person is usually the scapegoat. That's what it's called. Scapegoating is the practice of singling out a person or group of uh, for unmerited blame and consequent negative treatment. So let me tell you this. Are you the family scapegoat? If you are or if you were, I need you to know that it, it was a lie that was created to prevent family members from acknowledging their own troubles avoid taking responsibility for both their behavior and the need to change. I'm going to tell you something. Change is not easy. Definitely not easy for those who have grown accustomed to following the rules of the negative generational pattern. But if you are the scapegoat, I encourage you, please, please, please consider going and dealing with you going and addressing your own hurts. Um, And you know what? It may mean you going by yourself and going against the grain, but hear my heart, the reward. The reward is so rich. When you say, you know what? My kids aren't going to have to deal with this or those after me, my kids' kids, you know, I'm going to respond in a different manner. I'll see you guys next week. Be encouraged. therapist Tierra, and y'all there are so many people who have had or currently have beef with God this season y'all let's talk about it believe me when I tell you that your issues with God they matter hey if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and share it with your tribe let's not do life alone y'all You can find this season as well as others by searching Therapist Tierra. You guessed it wherever you get your podcasts. If you don't take nothing else home with you, I need you to know this. Conviction without action creates negative generational patterns. See you every Monday. Bye.